0: life, expect the unexpected. 2023 has been a crazy year in that regard. There have only been a few constants that have remained the same before last year. But take a look at what's not been constant. Mr. Qualifying, George Russell, Mr. Saturday as he's known, is struggling in qualifying this year. The predictable Sergio Perez is being totally unpredictable this season with barely any good consistent results all the way through. The only consistent, it seems, is Ferrari making a mistake. And that, hopefully, is not what we get to see this weekend because at last, they are back home. And the only thing that I'm wondering this time out is, how low is the bar for Ferrari to please its fans? It used to be a championship. (laughs) It then became a win. It then became a podium. And Carlos Sainz was satisfied with P5 in the last race. So, the big question at the Italian GP as we come back in is… How low are the expectations for the Tifosi this time out, Kunal? We could get to see a podium without Ferrari in Monza. Will they boycott it, all things considered, the Tifosi?
1: I mean, that gorgeous podium, please don't boycott it for all the Italian fans listening in. Please go celebrate Formula One for what it is. Yes, we celebrated Max Verstappen in and Sanford and we've celebrated all the British drivers and teams in Silverstone. Yes, the result may not be celebrate or celebration-worthy this weekend. But please celebrate Formula One arriving at what, Samuel, it's called the Temple of Speed, isn't it?
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, a Temple of Speed and also a Temple of Terrible Qualifying Mishaps. Let's hope that that also does not happen because this time out, Sundaram, if we're talking about other ex- uh, things that are, that are expected and then that's not going out well, like Russell's qualifying streak or Sergio Perez's predictability, I hope that this time out we're not going to see the qualifying chaos that we tend to see with drivers' struggling to keep uh, some degree of sensibility on the track because they all just don't want to be the first car out on the train. And eventually, we have a situation where nobody gets a good qualifying lap. If we don't get that, I'll be so pleased. But there are more, more places for chaos, aren't there, this time out?
2: I think that's bound to happen, especially when you go around shorter circuits. We saw that in Austria. We saw that at Sanford. It always tends to happen when there's a very little gap between cars. And that's possibly going to happen during qualifying this time as well. But like you said, expect the unexpected. I'm straight away going to throw a prediction. I feel this is going to be the race which ends Max Verstappen's winning streak. He's going to be left with nine straight wins. And I... Probably also I'm going to be a little kind with Ferrari. I think they're going to be having a decently, or I can I think they they're going to be having a good race weekend this time out. Wow! Oh, no, no, uh, no, 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 <laughs> no, no. I don't know which no, statement
1: no. to react to, but yeah, that's two
0: bombs <laughs> from Mr. F1 <laughs> Stats Guru. No, but actually, let's do that. What do we all think is going to happen with Verstappen's streak? I believe that he is going to win every single race until the very end. What do you guys think?
1: I think he's going to win every single race as well. Maybe we can flip the question after Sundaram gives an answer. And maybe Sundaram is probably on that side where he doesn't think Max is going to win all the races. So okay. if that's the case, Sundaram, who do you think will actually be the driver who will take a win? So I obviously won't, would rely on my numbers
2: to kind of say that Verstappen is not going to be winning all of the next uh, what nine races. Also because of the Italian Grand Prix curse. So since 2020 every driver to win the Italian Grand Prix has not won the next race here in the very next year. So, Pierre Gasly in 2020, dnf in 2021, Ricardo won in 2021, dnf in 2022, and Max Verstappen won last year. So, I think this is going to be the first place where probably Red Bull may not win it. But I also feel what happened in Brazil last year where they had just one practice session and they didn't find the right setup. That could also happen in tracks like Qatar and also in, in Austin. So, I but I really don't think he's gonna be winning next nine races. One but, second. Pardon, pardon, pardon.
1: Wait a second. Yeah, yeah, that, that's the one second you okay, you take it, Samuel.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, one sec. So let's bet on this, right? Quite clearly. If we all are in big disagreement about what's gonna happen, what are you gonna do if Verstappen ends up winning it all? If he doesn't, I'm gonna host an event at the next inside line F1 pit stop with orange hair dye. What are you gonna do, Sundra?
2: <laughs> wow. <laughs> If, okay. he, if he doesn't win S- all of them, S- because S- I'm Sommel's that confident.
1: inspired by Alexander Albin just because it's <laughs> Monza coming up.
2: I, I I possibly can't beat that, but I would just buy a Verstappen merch. I would just buy some Verstappen merch. I, I usually get a lot of Alonso merch, but I'll probably buy a, a Verstappen tea or something of that sort.
0: Oh, Verstappen boxes. That's going to be good. That'll <laughs> be more like it. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> well, what are you willing to bet, Kunal, for this one?
1: So I anyway have bet what you've bet, Somal that he will win all the races. So do I still have to be a part of your reverse bet? <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's put it this way. Either way, I can buy you guys and 10 of our listeners drinks in the off-season when we host an off-season inside line club event in Mumbai or another city somewhere, because we're always planning other cities as most of our listeners know. But, 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 wait, yes, I've just bought beers for a few people, or a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Carlos Sainz actually said last race, which was just in Sanford, he said that Max will not win all the races and he wants to be one of the drivers to actually win a race for Ferrari because Ferrari is actually capable of winning a race. I'm not making this up, guys. I am not making this up. <laughs> he, he said The driver capable. who's not been on the podium yet <laughs> is dreaming of breaking Max Verstappen's streak in a Ferrari. And he was well, happy
0: with fifth, last race. Well, we, Too much serious can, talk. We we all can dream, Sundaram. We all can dream. It's okay. Dreams are nice. <laughs> Dreams are I mean, nice, I, but... I, 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 have, I have a dream as well. I have a dream that one day in the pay driver world championship, Logan Sargent is actually going to end up beating uh, Lance Stroll as well. We almost had it last time out, but not quite enough. So we couldn't all dream, right? There's no, no harm and foul.
2: Of course we could. And I'm still dreaming to see Alonso's 33rd race win. It's it's still a work in progress. But very interesting. I might want to plug a very interesting stat over here. Alonso has three second-place finishes this year and seven podiums. That's the same amount of podiums that Sergio Perez has in that Red Bull that's leading the Constructors' Championship. Wow. Wow. That is... <laughs>
0: Yeah, let's not talk about Sergio Perez this time. Are they? We we have bashed him enough in the last episode about not being able to get past and get a big win in that. But qualifying is going to be different this time, out, Sundaram, because we have the alternate tyre allocation and that could change things around quite a fair bit. Now, folks, if you're not familiar with the rule, we're going to have the hard compounds in Q1, medium compounds in Q2, and the soft compounds in Q3. So progressively, the rubber gets softer and the drivers have to deal with it a little bit more. And that could be interesting because some teams are not the best with some compounds. Like I remember the last time out we had it, Ferrari in Hungary weren't quite the best with the hearts. and so Carlos Sainz struggled. Let's hope it's not similar this time out. Otherwise, 100,000 people will throw their red flags onto the circuit and beat a few people up on the way back. But nevertheless... It could spice things up quite a fair bit.
1: Yeah, I think the ATA or the alternative tire allocation is just another way to spice things up, which is good. They, of course, say it's a way to use lesser, fewer tires, which is fine if that's what eventually works because like lewis pointed out you want to try and save on the dry tires when there are races where they bring all the full wets and inters, and then just throw them off later so depends how we want to sort of see this whole tire saving thing everybody wants to save tires because the one thing that needs to be saved in formula one whether it's on track or off it are tires sommel, right but the ATA yeah. is another interesting thing because you know Every time we have seen things not be uh, correct, Checo Perez struggles. Yes, you said don't pile on to Checo Perez, but we just have to. But, you know, forget all of this. I think, yes, Max will get a 10th win and whatever and whatever. But the star of the weekend, it's actually going to be Alexander Albon. Yeah. That Williams is a rocket ship on the straights. I used to love seeing you know, drivers with the DRS open could still not overtake Williams. So I really hope that they bring the car that does well on low downforce configurations, because clearly in sound food, they brought a car that did well in high downforce, you know, uh, configurations.
0: I think the real test for them this weekend, Sundaram, is going to be how good Logan Sargent is, because if Logan Sargent can have a good weekend, they have done something right with that car, all things considered. But That's the fun part of it all. We just don't know how things are going to go and where Williams might pop out. Uh, We spoke about our prediction in the pre-season episode, rather the mid-season episode, where we talked about the potential stories to watch for. And we couldn't quite imagine that Alex Albon could get a Q3 in a Williams at Sanford. But he's gone on and gotten a top five, which is mind-blowing. If anything, Monza is going to be the place where he's most likely to get something of that sort. But the ATA could spice things up. Maybe we could see... The McLaren's having a tricky time as well because straight lines haven't quite been their best form. So, lots of chaos. Top six, we had six different cars in qualifying in Zanford. I can only hope that there's something quite like that this time out.
2: Oh, absolutely. And, and talking about Williams, they have often... D- Uh, they often tend to do this where they focus on qualifying and track position and then they let their advantage on the straights work out during the race. So that's what something that could work out. Williams could make it to Q3 and we could see a long Alex Albon DRS train through the race only because of the fact that that car is so efficient on the straights and that could work in reverse for mclaren where they would literally be eaten up by every other competitor on track when it comes on to straights but they fared well I, I i i do have to say they did fare well in austria as well so it's going to be interesting to see how that car turns up and how well they do in qualifying especially
1: you know lando norris and oscar Piastri 3 were invoking cutting the rear wing manually with a saw to sort of flatten it out for Monza. But I think Monza's McLaren's upgrades will help in the straight line speeds out there. And that will be epic. Even straight line speeds, Aston Martin has issues with straight line speed advantage or disadvantage as well. So who will be in P2? That's going to be the question. Ferrari won't want to be there. Will McLaren and Aston Martin have the car to be there? And if not, is it just Mercedes by default?
0: Yeah, yeah. And uh, qualifying hasn't quite been their main strength. And every single time, at least in the last gen of cars, passing at Monza has been their major problem. Because I remember they never quite used to get their tyres warmed up and the car wasn't quite designed to manage the heat that you get from the dirty air. And I know it's a different generation of car, but those sort of memories will badly end up haunting Lewis Hamilton as well. But normally, Sundaram, Pierre Gasly has done a good job over there. Alpine in the long straights as well have come across well because they go all out, right? They have to go for the extreme low-drag approach because their horsepower from the engine is, what, 15 horsepower down. So, they could also come out with some crazy qualifying performances that will be interesting to watch for, especially after the momentum is really on their side after the last race in Zanpour. I think Alpine has
2: been one of the more unpredictable teams. They... They fared extremely well in, in Monaco and around that time, and they had a couple of upgrades on the car. And then they kind of tapered away also because of whatever was happening off track. But after that break, they've started off the second half very well. And this could once again be one of those tracks where anyone just... Uh, just turns up and has a good qualifying and a good race. So in that sense, it's possible that Pierre Gasly especially is able to maintain that momentum and put that Alpine in, in into Q3. I think that's gonna be the first target for them.
0: Yeah. And then build upon things as they come about. And sometimes even getting that done is going to be a major, major achievement for them. But let's not forget, this is also technically Alpha Tauri and Alpha Romeo's home race as well. So we never really talk about that. But that's also one thing to watch for. And this time out, they haven't quite announced a special livery yet at the time of recording. Neither team. So let's see what happens in that regard. But I am also very curious to see what Liam Lawson can do. This car isn't quite the best in the world, right? Let's be very honest. So, the bar is pretty low. But nonetheless, it's always super exciting to see what a rookie can do in a race weekend like this one. Where there is no pressure, no expectation. But then maybe that could be the fun part. Can Liam Lawson deliver at a weekend where the bar is so low for him? Can he at least, at least end up beating the Haas's? Good point there because the fact is what it seemed like might be a
2: one-off race for Liam Lawson seems that he might get an extended run because Daniel Ricciardo is still out and the team have just announced uh, a while ago that Liam Lawson is going to be driving alongside Yuki until Ricciardo recovers. So that might give him a little bit more breathing space and try and grow into that environment with the team try to understand the car and have a few more opportunities to impress uh, everyone at Red Bull and Alpha Tauri. So I think that's definitely going to work for him. He had a very good race at Zanford and this also might be the best chance for him to say, hey, I'm also available for 2024 and it's not just Daniel Ricciardo. And also remember Lawson finished higher than Yuki Tsunoda. Now I have to You also have to consider the fact that Sunoda did get uh, a late-race penalty. But all things considered, Liam Lawson had a very good first outing.
0: And Monza could just be the place where debutants really get a good job done. Just ask De how that works out. Oh, wait. Don't do that. Bad idea. Shh, let's not talk about that. Uh, but uh, all things considered, it is going to be a very, very chaotic weekend at Monza. Watch for what happens in qualifying with the drama for the draft. Let's hope that's not a major factor. Let's hope the drivers are able to keep it clean into turn one and two. But also Sundaram, that key touch point, turn three and turn four, drivers always go hard over there. Yes, it tightens in badly in the mid part of the circuit, which is why we've seen many, many clashes like that of Hamilton and Charles Leclerc very, very wrong. And also, Julian Palmer and Fernando Alonso, if you guys remember that as well. But that's the best part about this. We can get hardcore racing at Monza, but we don't get it enough. We've seen it sometimes here and there in the middle. 2019, 2021 with uh, Ricardo and Leclerc, Ricardo Norris, I'm sorry, as well. And then also 2017 with Palmer and Alonso. So there is a possibility of that happening. But let's hope that they can keep close because when you get good racing at Monza with the draft, There's nothing quite like it. This circuit always delivers great racing action, no matter what.
2: Well, absolutely. It's one of the most historic races on the F1 calendar. It's always been there in the sport. And I think there's a different sort of energy when it comes to the Italian Grand Prix. When you talk about Monza, there's definitely a different sort of atmosphere that happens within the fans. The Tifosi is going to be there. And like you mentioned, we've always not seen the best of racing in recent years especially when it when it comes to overtaking I mean it just takes me back to what happened in 2020 Pierre Gasly was leading Carlos Sainz is pressuring him for P1 but he's not able to get past him so overtaking can be a little tricky at times but otherwise the sort of energy that comes in for this race weekend itself I think it should compensate for everything else.
0: Yeah, that's the best part about Monza, isn't it? All the energy, all the excitement from everyone. And we're also going to have a really fun live event in Mumbai as well, folks, for all of you joining in. It's going to be at Car Social, which is always the ultimate party place to watch a Grand Prix as well. So sign up by clicking on the link in the description of this episode to join us. And F1 Stats Guru is going to be there. Sundaram, we always have a really fun quiz. And last time out in Zandvoort at the race show, people were fighting in passion. This is Monza. Passion is always at another level over here. So I'm pretty sure that that show is going to be kick-ass as well.
2: Oh, absolutely. So I am definitely looking to see all of you join us at Car Social. It's going to be, yet again, an interesting race and a very, very difficult quiz for you people to uh, get past. So always prep and come for my quizzes. And I'm definitely (laughs) sure they're going to have a good time
0: indeed folks so check out the link in the description link in the description to see how you can join us but thank you for listening to this episode and let's hope Monza delivers as always see you on Sunday folks if you are in Mumbai but otherwise we'll be back for the race review on Monday take care everyone have fun bye bye